Shake hands with Kim English. Oklahoma is 8-0. Final score in the Big East Big 12 battle. Sooners 72 and Friars 51. Hour 3, T-Row in the morning show. Toby and TJ back with you as uh, Oklahoma stays unbeaten with another impressive performance, especially in the second half last night in the LNC. Here's what Coach Moser had to say after the game. Well, well Toby, not... Toby, yeah, I thought we played great. Uh, good energy last. No, go ahead. That was a pretty good imitation. Uh, for whatever reason, I'm having a really hard time getting this interview off the ground this morning. So uh, hopefully we'll have it here soon. Now let's try this again. Congratulations. What a close to the game for your guys today. You know, I thought our guys, you know, that it was that, that flurry at the end of the first half where there was no stoppage. Yeah. And it was just both teams, you know, were just going at it. And it we ended up four and a half minutes without a I listen. know. You don't see that very often. And uh, so we talked in the locker room about just staying fresh and defending. And I thought, um, I mean, to hold them to 20 points in the second half, yeah. and I just thought we did so many things defensively. Um, you know, we came out, obviously, we trapped the post a lot. We were trapping the ball screens a lot, and I thought we were really aggressive. And then, you know, Carter did the three straight threes. I mean, that's what he's that's he's really good. And we two of them, we made two mistakes on two of them. Um, and, you know, that's what happens sometimes when you get a lead. Obviously, we took a foot off the gas, and we went under a ball screen. Boom, he made us pay. And uh, but I tell you, so many great performances by the guys, mainly in the second half, in terms of just guarding possession by possession. Um, and our, our two-headed monster of Javion and Los really, really were effective. Um, you know, I thought those two guys. You know, Los eight for twelve, Javion. You know, having them fifteen for twenty-eight. Um, you know, they had you know some assists. I mean, I thought they were really good. It was an interesting night for Los. Because he's been your distributor all year. Tonight you needed him to score, and he did. He didn't have a single assist in this game, 
But he went and got buckets repeatedly for you. And he got 12 rebounds. Yeah. 12 rebounds. The thing is, they, they were in this really, really drop coverage, uh-huh. and they're making you play two-on-two. And, you know, like the first play of the game, they drop, 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 and we thought we had Sam in the lob, and then they just kept on dropping. So we told Los just to be more aggressive, really try to make that big commit. And if you don't, you're going to have your little three-foot shot. And he and he was making them. And he just uh, – but they're in that – you see the NBA do that a lot. They just really drop you. They're going to stay home on the shooters. We didn't get a lot of skip passes tonight because they're staying home. And uh, But you need really good guards to play against that drop coverage. And I thought JV and Los did terrific. Back to defense. Bryce Hopkins held to only eight points tonight. He's one of the best players in the Big East Conference. You really put the box on him. No, I thought I thought we were really physical. I mean, we talked so much about how physical Providence is, and they were. Yeah. We said, so are we. we you got to answer physicality with even extreme physicality. And I thought we were violent on defense, um, active hands. Um, I thought we created a lot of turnovers. We had fifth, they had 15 turnovers. Yeah. And we were able to run. We were able to run and get out. Um, you know, we had we really heard him on the glass. Two areas that we said this morning on your radio show, we said we wanted to get extra baskets on offensive rebound and transition. Two yeah. things we we're doing, and we got um, we got 16 points off turnovers, and we got 16 second chance points, and uh, 14 fast break points. So we really created some of those DCOs I'm talking about with our defense and getting out and running. You gave up one offensive rebound all right. night. You really right. cleaned up. Your glass uh, on your we, end. It was. I know Coach Majerus. We probably happy because we were. I thought we were boxing out really well. They had two guys averaging nine rebounds, and we only gave up a one. Last thing, and we'll let you go. You made a great point about the physicality. It was. I thought it was officiated like a Big East game too. They really let it go a lot. It would have been a real easy game for you guys to get frustrated, and instead they just said, "All right, this is the way you want to play. We're going to play that way." Yeah, it was. It was officiated. It was Big East crew. I thought those guys are veteran guys. So. Uh, you know, the one thing I liked about the way they did is they really communicated well, those yeah. officials. They called it consistently a certain way, and they I thought they really communicated well. But for our guys, you know, I, I was really like the chase of our guys. There hasn't been a letdown defensively. And um, I think that's the key is, is we're trying to play faster, and it's not at the expense of an, a very aggressive, violent defense. I lied. One more. You got Arkansas on Saturday. Put the call out. I know you want every Sooner in the 918 to come help Man. you. You're 8 no, Coach. I tell you, I, I want to say, though, the, the students, when the, uh, when he missed those two free throws, they were <laughs> unbelievable. I thought the student body people, let's just keep building this thing. man. Yeah. I, I thought the crowd really ignited us that last seven minutes of the game. And just imagine if this thing's full. This is an exciting team to watch. So I know we're in Tulsa for this Arkansas game, but let's not have it 90-10. Let's, let's, get, let's represent and people come down and see a big-time game. Way to go, Coach. Congratulations right, thank on you the guys. win. Okay, a couple of things from that. Uh, one, I had forgotten about this, but he mentioned the end of the first half. I don't think I've ever seen that before. They went over four and a half minutes without a single whistle. There was no stoppage. We did not get the last media timeout in. I don't ever remember that happening. No, the ball never went out of bounds. There was no foul. There was nothing for the last over four and a half minutes of the first half. Those guys were dragging, man. Both teams had guys at the table uh, to check in for a long time, but both coaches had already used a timeout and didn't want to use a second one in the first half. So they just let it go, um, which isn't a big deal, except it's an oddity, and it meant we had to cram in an extra break at halftime than we normally have because we didn't get it in in the first half. The officiating crew last night, Teach, was was a Big East crew, and I thought they did a fine job. It was 
a very physical game. They let a lot of stuff get, go, but they let it go both ways. Oh, you shot more free throws than Providence did. But there was one, the white-haired official there last night. His name's Pat something. I can't remember. I don't have it in front of me right now. Maybe I could look it up. But you remember the white-haired official? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He is, you see him on TV all the time. He's done Final Fours. He's a really good referee. And Coach mentioned there uh, that they communicated really well. He would always come over to Porter after a call that Porter wasn't happy with and explain. he'd listen to him and he'd explain why he called what he called. And then he'd go on. He never got upset with him. There was no, like, Doug Sermon scowling at him and yelling at him to sit down. He just had a conversation. There was a, a play in the first half where um, OU was in transition and, and Los or somebody threw the ball ahead to Tega, and it went by him out of bounds. And they called it a turnover, and Tega argued that it was tipped. Said it was tipped, yeah, I remember him motioning so that this, it was tipped. The, the white-haired referee is the one that said it wasn't tipped, it's a turnover. He comes out in the second half and immediately comes to the scores table and asks to see that play from the first half. He... he had made a note of when it happened. The replay monitor is right next to me. And he comes over and asks Mitch, who runs the replay monitor, can I take a look at this play? I want to see if I got it right. Looks at it. It was tipped. It goes out of bounds. And he says to Mitch, the replay operator, I missed that one. And Mitch kind of chuckles. And then he waits for OU to come back on the court. And when it when they do, he stops Tega. This was right in front of us. He stops Tega and apologizes to him for missing the call. He goes, man, I, I just watched it. You were right. I was wrong. The guy tipped the basketball. I'm sorry. I'll try not to let it happen again. And Tega goes, it's okay, you know, and goes on about it. I thought that was so cool, you know. Is, uh, like a lot of refs won't do things like that. Most, 90% of them won't do that. So Pat Driscoll, that's, really cool. that's his name, Pat Driscoll. And uh, and then one other thing from that, uh, what Porter said, um, this team has shown through eight games that they are not a one-trick pony. They can play and win with different styles. Now they want to get out and go. That's what they prefer. They got they they feel like that they've got better athletes than most anybody, and. They want to run. They want to press you. They want an up-tempo, high-scoring game. But if you want to play half-court basketball, if you're going to officiate it physically like Providence did last night, okay, we got some bigs. We can be physical. We got Jalen Moore. We got Otega Owe. We got John Hughley. We got Sam Godwin. You want to turn it into that kind of a game? Okay, we can do that. That's encouraging, you know. That's encouraging that whether it is a Providence on a Tuesday or an Arkansas, which is going to be a complete 180-degree different style on Saturday, they can adapt. Positive sign early in the year because you're going to see all kinds of things uh, come Big 12. Um, We also saw a glimpse, I think, at what they'll do when they face some of the really good bigs in the Big 12, and I'm thinking specifically of Hunter Dickinson at Kansas, I, I would have to, I would have to take the time to go around the league to think, you know, who else falls into that category. But like he might be the best big man in America. 
and they're going to have to put up with him twice in the regular season. Providence had a pretty good big last night, Oduro. He's not Hunter Dickinson, but he's a pretty good player. And uh, every time he touched the ball in the first half, they doubled him and forced it out of his hands. Second half, they kind of were a little more judicious with it, like they didn't do it every time. And he, he scored some, but it was kind of a glimpse as, all right, when you face a big, a back-to-the-basket big on the blocks who can who can score, this is what they're going to do. And it was pretty effective, especially early. They, they were, he couldn't find He was throwing it away and everything. So, anyway, fun game, fun win, fun atmosphere. Arkansas, Saturday in the BOK Center. T.J. Perry will be in the house. The uh, This is not of concern to you, Teach, because your team won uh, the world championship last year. Mm-hmm. But the MLB draft lottery was last night. Yes. And my Reds came up big. Big. I know, I'm glad you reminded me of that because I thought about it last night when I saw it. I thought of you when I saw it last night. We got the number two pick. How about that? 100 to 1 odds to get the number two pick. What was Cleveland's? Because Cleveland wasn't one of those 50 up to there. 1. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, the Reds were like the 15th. They were like 15th in line if if everything had just gone in order of record. They would have got the 15th pick. Uh, but they got the ping pong ball picked. The number two pick in the draft. Is there like Which a 14th means, holiday sitting there that you can take? Uh, John Spikerman, baby. We're going John Spikerman, <laughs> John Spikerman. number two. I'm joking, but I, do, I think there is another one in the works as far as I think he's high Oh, yeah, he's right got now. a little brother. Yeah, he's a got stud. a little brother, yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. I don't think the Reds have ever drafted an OU player. Well, I mean, not. I shouldn't say ever. Since I've been covering OU, I don't remember. Since I've been calling games, I don't remember them taking an OU player. I feel like the Washington Nationals get them all. Or the St. Louis Cardinals. Well, this is uh, this is one of those times you get a top three pick like this. It's where you hit. It's where you find that superstar that takes you for the next fifteen years. So you're you're in a beautiful spot. Drake said it was rigged last night, and I said rigged in favor of the Reds. <laughs> <laughs> but it has been a while since Cincinnati's been relevant, so maybe they were trying to help yeah. out last night. Yeah. We just got we're we're gonna get another star to add to Ellie and the gang. I would like you to repeat what you started this whole thing with though. You're a world champion. I'm a world champion, baby. I didn't have to worry about it last night. Yeah. Got the last pick. That's right. The Texas Rangers are the world champions. All right, let's uh, hit your text messages next. We can talk basketball, we can talk transfer portal, whatever's on your mind. Four oh five six five one three four three nine. Can Nipplemeyer Chevrolet text line. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Toby and TJ back with you on the ref. This is the T-Row in the Morning Show. RK Black brings you this hour. Leading provider of office technology solutions since 1952. Copier, fax, printer, scanner, document management, they do it all. RKBlack.com, 405-943-9800. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. 
Hello, guys, and good morning. I love the show. I listen good every morning. morning. Toby, I know that OSU or OU's Brian Shackelford played uh, for the Reds for a few years. Do y'all remember him punting at OU also? Thanks, uh, 918 Nate. I didn't remember that. Uh, no, I did no, not remember. I don't that. either. Um, I believe you, though. He was a, he was a uh, fantastic arm for OU for sure. Spence in Tulsa says, if Porter wins at the Fog our last season in the Big 12, I would build him a statue. Man, last chance for a while. That would be amazing. That would be – they play them up there like third game of conference play, early January, or it's probably mid-January, but I think it's the third game of Big 12 play we're at Kansas, third or fourth. Fitty Clint in UConn says, T-Row, I love listening to you while watching the TV broadcast. In your opinion, which sport is the most difficult to prepare for? Which sport is the most challenging to do play-by-play for? And which is your favorite? Okay, I'll take these one at a time. Uh, football's the most difficult to prepare for. Um, you know, it just takes longer to put together all the charts. It's a bigger broadcast, so there's a, there's a pregame show to write and edit. Um, it's it's a whole week process to prepare for a football game. Basketball I can get ready for in maybe five, six hours. Uh, less than that probably. Baseball. Baseball is interesting because the preparation is mostly for game one of a series. So I'll put in a you know a good chunk of preparation for game one, and then you just kind of update it from there throughout the series. But football takes the most preparation. What was the second part? Which sport is the most challenging to do play-by-play for? Baseball is the most challenging uh, because in a three-and-a-half-hour baseball game, you've got about 15 to 20 minutes of action. So, especially if you're calling it alone, which I do quite a bit, uh, you have to find a way to not just feel fill the dead air, but be interesting and entertaining. So, uh, I enjoy the challenge a lot. I really, really enjoy calling baseball a lot, but it is definitely the most challenging to do well. What was the last one? And then, uh, which is your favorite to call? See, this is like asking which is your favorite kid. So I'll tell you what I like about each three. Basketball is constant motion for two hours. It's fun. I I know the sport the best. That's what I played. I know the strategy the best because that's what I played. And I feel like I can be the most creative in basketball. Um Baseball is extremely rewarding when you feel like you, you – I think baseball is the most beautiful. That's a bad word to use. There's a romanticism to baseball on the radio. TJ probably understands what I'm saying better than I do. But How can you not be romantic about baseball? I grew up listening to baseball more than any of the others. I think that baseball on the radio is a beautiful thing when it's done well, and I really, really enjoy – the challenge of that and then football at OU is an absolute monster I mean how can that not be fun when there's millions of people listening all over the world you got you got a four-man broadcast team you're on the air for seven hours it's OU football I mean that is just uh, uh the rush of all rushes so 
I didn't really specifically answer your question, which is my favorite, but I love them all for different reasons. Thank you for asking. Let's see here. Uh, Jack Armstrong, a few people have texted in here. When yeah, that's right. We did, yeah, yeah. Jack uh, started the uh, All-Star game as a Red. But, th- again, that was before I was calling the game, obviously. Uh Big uh, Hughie will be on the hunt for big boy Dickinson. Let's get physical, fellas. Jayhawkers, beware. Sooners are on their way up. Big John's fun, isn't he? He is fun. And, It'll be uh, interesting to see, because he started off the season nailing threes. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see as the year goes along if Porter reigns that in a little bit. He is one of those big guys that is physical and can be dominant, but does at times, I think, I think he believes he's Allen Iverson and he's really yeah. only five foot eight and uh, <laughs> can handle the ball spin much move, better. Spin move, dribble down the lane, spin move, spin move to the basket and finger roll it. And it's like, calm down, big guy. Calm down, Victor. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> so. <laughs> um, this texter says, student section was good, but the fail was $2 beer. Three beer stands with one tap each, literally 50 people deep the entire game. Get more taps. Get more money. Get people in their seats and let them get engaged in the game. Hey, how about you guys not drink so much $2 beer? I saw the cup snake. Jeez. Hey, at, at, uh, at the pit last Saturday, they still had people going up and down the aisles selling cotton candy and popcorn. Really? I yeah. haven't seen that at a game in a while. I haven't either. It it was kind of it was kind of cool. Like the guy had a big stick of cotton candy, real tall, and he would go up and down the aisle, cotton candy. You know, I was like, this is like 1970. <laughs> it was awesome. Popcorn, cotton candy. Hey. Uh, hard to turn down a free Cousin Eddie hat and get a win, too. Can't wait to watch Christmas Vacation in my new hat, Boomer. That's from Man. Frat Bro Mark. He's got a picture of himself wearing his hat last night at the game. I haven't watched a single Christmas movie yet this year. Have you? Um, Maybe tonight. I may have to tonight. I don't think I have. When did Bronx hmm. start the other night? It seemed like Bronx started a Christmas movie the other night, but we didn't get you to go very Chris- far into you it. you got to go Christmas Vacation first, right? you got to lead off with that, don't you? No, that is a tradition build of to that? we build to that, and then Katie and I usually watch that together Christmas Eve. Okay, all right. So, yeah, it's kind of our – I don't know I how that started. That. It started probably not that long you ago. You having a Christmas Eve blowout this year? We have our little uh, Christmas Eve uh, get-together, yeah, our little dinner with tamales and all that, yeah. Who else coming? Um, still TBD. You coming? Well, I haven't been invited. Well, you're invited. Would you like to come? I might actually be available this year. Oh, really? Well, you're more I, than I, welcome I, to I, come. I, I don't want you. To, I want you to think about that because I'm sure you asked that thinking I would say no. So why don't you talk it over with Katie? Because I might actually say yes. This uh, year. Katie would be uh, thrilled if you guys came. So I don't have you, to talk there's to tamales? her. Christmas tamales, tamales, there's Junior's Cheesecake that will arrive at some point close to this. that day. Can you turn off the way everybody else can't hear us? Right, I need to ask you. It's right. just me and you talking. All right. Who else is going to be there? Is there going to be anybody there that's going to annoy me or anything? Um, Cardinal fan is always there. Chad's oh, always there with his gosh. family, but they may not be able to make it this year. That's still up in yes. the air. Uh, but it's a small party. It's just usually them and the family, and then 
Lumber and Drew. And oh, I love Lumber so, and Drew. Yeah. Can I watch Bronx play Oculus if I come? Uh, probably. If you asked him, he probably would love to, yeah. Um, is it possible we could just not tell Cardinal fan about the party this he year? Already make sure he's not he already there? knows. Yeah. All right. Katie, if you're listening, uh, Jenny's on the Facebook. Add her to the invitation list. So there you go. I mean, I might. I I I'll talk to her. You about just it. want to come have my tamales and cheesecake. I know what you're doing. Yeah, you you have <laughs> caught me guilty. Okay, turn it turn it back on to All everybody else. Right. What do they hear when we're talking? Is it like an elevator? Music I put elevator music on. Yeah. Okay. Um, Toby, better bring the pink dip. This one says, "Yep, you're required to bring." Pink dip. Oh, I can do that. Yeah, you want you want some pink dip? Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Several you mentioned it, and now several texts here I see of everyone wanting you to watch the Family Stone. They just do not give up on this family. Now you watched we, it. Though, I didn't saw you? the Family Stone. Yeah, you watched yeah. it. I didn't watch it. You watched it though. Yeah, I watched it and I cried. <laughs> Was that last year? Uh, I think you watched it last year. I don't think it was two years ago. Rachel McAdams, right? Ah. Uh, I Pretty think sure so. Rachel McAdams isn't um uh what's his name coach in it um yep Craig T Nelson yeah Craig T Nelson yeah uh yeah no I watched it and I loved it yeah you guys you guys talked me into it last year so it's up to you now uh Toby I didn't hear you talk about it how did you like the pit I went to school out there from ninety seven to ninety nine with Kenny Thomas Kevin Henry and others Ooh. that place was rocking every game Cahen lit it up back in the day I love the pit. It reminded me a lot in in structure of my high school gym in Newcastle where you come in at the top and then it's all just down in a big hole. And uh, we got a little private tour the day before of the new locker rooms and the coaches' offices and everything. 17,000-plus, it was packed out, uh, loud. Um, they, they have a little deal there that says it's the loudest arena in America. It's got them all ranked based on decibels. I mean, I don't, I can't tell you if it's accurate or not, but it's got like the pit one, uh, Cameron indoors like three, Fog Allen's like four. So I mean, they're claiming it's louder than Fog Allen. I can't argue with it. It's loud, man. But the thing that's cool about it is like you know the history, you know, like you know, like right there is where NC State hit the shot. And right there was where Jim Valvano's running around the court and they're holding him up. You know, that's that gives me goosebumps. So it was very cool. Uh, Cardinal fan Chad was listening. He says, hater, he's a jerk. So, I thought you turned off the I thought so. I must have hit a wrong button. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll put down our arms for uh, one night. Last Unite in uh, Christmas merriment. Last one here, Jeff and Chandler says random, but hey, TJ, it's Juicy's Bean Weather here in Tyler. Don't do that to me, Jeff. Don't do that to me. I don't get to go to Tyler for Christmas this year. Katie and Bronx are going without me, so I will not get to go to Juicy's and uh, have a burger and the beans. So Why can't you go? Uh, they're going this year after Christmas, and um, it's during the middle of the week, and I'll be here. Bowl I'll week? I'll be here at the station, yeah. Yeah, bowl week, and so... Anyway, Juicy's. Oh, so Juicy's is the burger place. It's a burger place that their burgers are outstanding. But I think I've told you this. At the front of the store by where you make your own drinks and stuff is a every day when you go in the giant pot of beans. And you can fix um, like pinto beans? pinto beans with jalapenos in them. And they are excellent. They're the best beans I've probably ever had in my life, including my, my grandma's. So they're awesome beans. 
And I don't know why, how, what's, how that started. It's just what they do. It's free. You know, just go over there and make you a bowl of beans with your burger and stuff. It's just right there, how much ever you want. For those who don't know, if you're new to the show, uh, the Perrys are a big bean family. <laughs> they love beans. Especially uh, juicies. Uh, Mike Steely asked if Sam Alford coached me in high school. No. I Sam was the high school coach. I did not play at Newcastle in high school. I played up through eighth grade and did not play for Sam in high school. But he was our high school coach, yes. Steve Alford went there. Kent Benson went there. Sam Alford thought he was Bobby Knight, and he was a raving maniac on the sidelines. I was terrified of Sam Alford. We'll be back. It's an NFL triple header this Sunday on the ref. The action gets underway at 1130 as the Jaguars travel to Cleveland to face the Browns. Then it's an NFC West showdown as the Seahawks take on the 40. We've not yet uh, reminded everyone how they could play Bowl Mania today, TJ. Sign up for Bowl Mania with us here at the ref. Hal Smith Restaurant Group College Bowl Mania. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Uh, let me see. Let me update. We are uh, nearing 200. Come on, people. Let's go. Uh, go to the group Unhitch the Wagon. Password Sooners with a capital S. The first S, by the way. And um, and then you hop in there, and you're going to pick who you think is going to win all of the uh, 43 bowl games. It includes the national semifinals and championship game. You're going to arrange them in order of confidence. And then sit back and root for all the bowl games. makes it all fun. It makes the... Duke's Mayo Bowl fun. It makes the Poulin Weed Eater Bowl fun. It makes the Pop-Tarts Bowl fun because you've got something on the line. Um, Hal Smith Restaurant Group gift cards to the top three finishers. Plus, we uh, may throw in a little something else on top of that as we go. But uh, jump in now. Play Bowl Mania. It's not just me and TJ. But I think probably all or most of the hosts at the station will play. A lot of the callers that you're familiar with will play. Invite your friends, your family, your enemies, your neighbors, your cohorts, your confidants, your neighbors, your office mates. Did I mention friends? I think I did. Brothers, sisters, uncles, aunts, grandparents, sons, daughters. Hal, you're invited to play too. I mean, you're sponsoring uh, this thing. So What if he wins, though? I mean, that would be awkward. Well, yeah, go ahead. Let Hal Smith play. He can play. He can play. And if you're looking for the perfect holiday gift, there's nothing like a Hal Smith gift card. Perfect for Ooh. Charleston's, burgers at the yes. garage, brunch at Neighborhood Jam, all the wonderful Hal Smith restaurants, HalSmith.com. Spread some joy this holiday season. You are speaking my language now, my friend. <laughs> speaking my language now. Uh, yeah, so uh, let's play a little bowl mania. What are we, uh, 10 days away? 10 days away, yeah, that's what game. I was going to say, too, that everybody – you want to be signed we'll up it. by the 15th or early morning on the 16th. Otherwise, you can't participate. It'll lock you out. So you got to get in before those first bowl games start. I think the 16th, right? Am I right on that date? I think that's yeah, right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Saturday the so, 16th is whenever when the, the bowl first game start. is, you've got to be in and have your entries and your confidence level set and stuff before those first games start. So uh, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games on that first Saturday. Wow. How about that? I don't you ever remember that before? Seven games 
I know the there's usually Saturday a few. Season? I didn't realize there was that many typically. I know Are that's you calling a, me a liar? Right no, now? no, no, no. I'm saying that's a day where we see some of these guys in this contest. Suddenly they've got like 500 points. It's like, yeah. boy, you put a lot of confidence in like. Now, are you going to do your old strategy? Again the same strategy. If just, I get it right, I get it right. So I'm not moving the confidence level. You just go in, you just, you don't just go move in it. order so and the first build. game's worth one point. The next game's worth That's two right. points. Just so build, so baby, on. build. It's like drill, baby, drill, only slightly different. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the Myrtle Beach Bowl, the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl, the Avocados from Mexico Cure Bowl. Mm, I love avocados from Mexico. The Isleta New Mexico Bowl. The Starco Brands LA Bowl. And the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl are all on the first Saturday, December 16th. That includes a Big 12 team in action. Texas Tech and Cal will play in the Independence Bowl. I, by the way, will be on the call of the Scooters Coffee Frisco Bowl, TJ, on December the 19th. <laughs> I don't know why that makes me laugh, but it's, a great it's true. Game. You're not joking about that. That's true. No. You will be on the call of that game. Yeah. A little, a little satellite radio action on uh, that night down in Frisco. Was this because Chris Plank wasn't available for a 15th job? or Why would they yeah. call you? I mean, come on. I am always the Chris Plank backup <laughs> for everything. Hosting, emceeing, calling <laughs> right. games, sidelines, anything. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I can't, I don't think it's finalized who my color analyst is yet, so I won't say anything. But I'm excited about who it potentially might be. Uh, but yeah, Toyota Stadium down there in Frisco, UTSA and Marshall. Who you got, TJ, in that one? The Roadrunners or the Thundering Herd? I'm going uh, Roadrunners. They're a nine and a half point favorite. So that's probably a good pick by you. Um, what is your gut telling you early on the Alamo Bowl, TJ? It's only 19 days away. No, wait, 22 days away. Well, here's the thing with that, too. I don't think it's going to happen, but Dylan in those comments and stuff yesterday did leave open the possibility that he plays in that game. No chance. I think there's no chance, too. I agree with that. Um I am excited. I'm not nervous at all. The gut's not nervous. I'm I'm really excited to see, you know, Seth Luttrell and those guys taking over on the offense and Jackson Arnold going to be the quarterback. I'm just excited to see what they look like. Are you going to go? I will not be down there, no. I'll no. be here at the station. I'll be here at the station. I just mentioned I can't go see family because of that. Well, I'm, you said about how excited you were, and I thought maybe you'd be excited. In that no, no. I'm just excited to watch it and see how it plays out and unfolds and how Darn. Jackson does and – so it'll be a fun game. So no nerves yet. The uh, spread has widened. Arizona now a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Noah Fafita and the Arizona Wildcats now a two-and-a-half-point favorite over your Oklahoma Sooners. Do you like a good Fafita on your salad sometimes? Um, I mean, it's okay. I prefer them alone in a tortilla. <laughs> I love it when they bring out the uh, like it's sizzling, you know. When they bring out the fafitas, oh yeah, <laughs> like the whole restaurant turns and looks at you, and it causes a whole scene and everything. My mom hates it. She like hates fajitas. 
because of that? Because of the sizzle. Like, she's got this, like, phobia of it or something. I don't of know. Of everybody she looking at her out. or her burning herself no, or she, what? No, she does not order it. She will not order it. Like, but if someone at the table does, oh, man. she It's close to getting up and walking out of the restaurant. Like, singing happy birthday to her or something. It's because of the embarrassment of she, everybody looking I, at her? Yeah, there's some phobia there that she can't stand the sizzle and the, I don't know, it's weird. It is weird, but she hates fajitas. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even describe it. Oh, man. I've never heard of such a phobia. Like, like she'll like cuss under her breath if the table next to her orders them. <laughs> Show <laughs> off. Disgusting. <laughs> Look at those people with their sizzling food over they there. Think, think they're they, better than us. They think they are with their hot food. <laughs> My chicken enchilada is warm too. Thanks. Uh, I don't ever order fajitas, but and I, I like them. Um, sometimes we'll get them like for the for the family. I'll go pick up some, like a carryout order of fajitas, and bring it home. You know, but at a restaurant, I heard I, ne- I don't think I've ever ordered fajitas, but my kids love them, and they'll they'll share them. So especially the boys, I don't remember yeah. ever going to a Mexican restaurant growing up, where where Trevor and Peyton growing up, where they didn't order a double order of fajitas and share them. I wasn't allowed to as a child, so I never had fajitas. Too expensive? No, I just wasn't allowed. Mom wouldn't let oh, me order Oh, because of the sizzle, home. yeah. It's like but meatloaf in your house. If they bring out fajitas and they're not on a sizzling platter, you're kind of like... Oh, it's very disappointing, yeah. Like, what is this? Are, are you? Do you guys even know what you're doing? <laughs> Take it back, make it sizzle, bring it back to me. That's right. I don't even think you know how, what a fajita is. Oh. Uh. Anyway, uh, how do we get off on that tangent? <laughs> the, the, oh, the, the, Noah Fafita. The Fafita, yeah. <laughs> Arizona's quarterback. So you're taking Arizona big is what you said. I, no, no, I never game. said that. I Take never a break. said that. TJ taking Arizona big. Uh, Chris Plank joins us to wrap it up next. Ref Army, it's time to join us once again for the Ref's Hal Smith Restaurant Group College Bowl Pick'em. Just head to ESPN.com, find the College Bowl Mania link, search for the group Unhitch the Wagon, and enter the password Sooners. If you've joined us in the past, it's even easier. Just click rejoin the league and you're in. So take your shot at great prizes and bragging rights with the Ref's College Bowl Pick'em, brought to you by the Hal Smith Restaurant Group. A Hal Smith gift card is good for things like dinner at Charleston's, burgers at the garage, brunch at Neighborhood Jam, and a whole lot more. Visit HalSmith.com and spread some joy this holiday season. It is time for The Crossover with Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. Brought to you by Orthostat. Injuries aren't convenient, but Orthostat is. Orthostat, convenient orthopedic care. Seven days a week, no appointment needed. Now, with The Crossover. Here's Toby Rowland, T.J. Perry, and Chris Plank. Let's welcome him in now at Plank Show, headed to Boston, Massachusetts this weekend for the Army-Navy game. You sent me his itinerary yesterday. Dude, you're going to have an unbelievable time. Now, I want to make this very clear. The itinerary has nothing to do with my planning. I am not responsible for planning this. I was offered the opportunity and... Is a business trip, Toby. But yeah, yeah. I, I heard from my the itinerary is pretty awesome. Seats. Well, apparently not. Did you read that part of it? As I said, you yeah. need to be uh, judicious. Oh, is that the term? Keep, okay. Keep your receipts. There was a lot of like, uh, 
there's a lot of like, hey, we're not messing around. This is the military. <laughs> Be here at this time. Right. You know, like, you knuckleheads, this is not, we're not going to Athens, Georgia. No, no, okay? no. I mean, I'm paraphrasing. Right. I did, I did like the way that they were talking to you show hosts about. This is not optional. <laughs> you cannot be late for this bus. There will not be another trip. So I'm I'm at that dad phase in life to where it's hard for me to accept that my son in his sophomore year of college can be in a town like Boston and just have no issues getting around. To me, it was always like, all right, where I got to pick you up? What time you got to be? All right, and he's like, yeah, um, uh, buddy, gonna drop me off, and then I'll just uh, I'll be over the hotel. And I'm like, what? Wait, how what? how how are you possibly getting around on your own? How could this kid that you know barely could get out of the neighborhood able to navigate through a city that I, I've never been to Boston before? So the United States Army has taught my child <laughs> it, it's it's working how to use an Uber. It's working. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty pumped about it. I'm pretty pumped about How's it. How's he looking? Is he looking all you know like svelte and yeah. six packed up and everything? Yeah, and and he's. Uh, you know, my his West Point experience has been a little bit different than a lot of people's because Tiro he's been able to travel, so he does this model That's UN. Right. He yeah, does this God, model yeah. UN thing, so he goes to a lot of different campuses, and when he goes to those campuses, he's quickly realized the West Point boys are here, and so they. I get. Yeah, I don't know. I guess they're popular with the ladies. It's a head turner. It's a head turner. So he's yeah. he's got himself kind of ripped up right now. He's kind of putting uh, dad to shame. So now, what's he want to do? Uh, he wants to get into intelligence right now. Ooh. So he wants to be. Uh, yeah, he's uh, maybe he can get to the bottom of this JFK thing. Uh, what do you think of that so far? You like? I'm liking it. I, I, I have been eating up my whole Good. life with the John F. Kennedy story. Good. Every every time I go to Dallas, I drive by there. <laughs> I think it. I, I think it was from talking to my dad growing up. Like it was a huge moment in my dad's life. Oh, really? It's kind of like what uh, Rob Reiner's talking about. Yeah. There. Like he was a kid, and it was just the biggest thing that ever happened. Yeah. So I'm ate up with it. So I've enjoyed it. I don't yeah. know that I've heard a lot yet that. <laughs> they sure I mean, do try to make it sound like they're telling you breaking news, don't they? <laughs> well, I, there's some stuff like the details I, I didn't know, but uh, I'm only three episodes in. I'm okay. still one behind. All right. But uh, yeah, I mean, they make it pretty hard to believe it was just Oswald. Yeah, it's very good. It's very well done, man. Very I didn't well know done. about the whole. Have you listened to the first three episodes? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole uh, Secret Service guy. Who was behind them? Uh -huh. Who's like I, he picked up a bullet out of the car and just kind of dropped it on the gurney yep. at the hospital, like, mm -hmm. and then he didn't tell anybody for like fifty years, sixty yep. years. That's interesting. That's odd. Seems it's like, odd for seems sure. Seems like I don't you'd say that, something about that. I don't think he had anything to do with it. I'm just like <laughs> that was a weird thing for a Secret Service agent to do. <laughs> Wouldn't be weird for me or you to do, but for That's a Secret right. Service agent just to go, ah, just leave it here. <laughs> it's kind of odd, but anyway. All right, uh, Chris, have, have, the, have the best show you've ever had in your Toby, life. Toby, that is the goal today, man. Have a great day. Thanks to you fine folks for listening. We'll do it again tomorrow. Have a great Wednesday, everybody.